Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's that time again. The early line is live. We are here on the SportsGrid Network on a Monday morning. Kevin Walsh joined, of course, by Donnie Wright's side with a lot to get to over a jam-packed weekend. DRS, how are you feeling? Feeling good, man. And, and you know, the big part about the today is getting after it. Getting after it. Game sevens, Kevin. Did they disappoint? Mm-hmm. Some of them. Some of them were spectacular. It's Monday morning, and what do we always say? Is there enough time, Kevin? We might never know. I'm not so sure. The, the bright side <laughs> is if we run out of time. It is a lovely day outside. I got to say, I've, I'm anxiously awaiting. And we'll get, you know, the Major League yeah. Baseball preview. Like, Strolling around. The, the, the weather's got to be nice, though. The weather. I'm in shorts today, Donnie. That's how you know we're feeling good. I'm in shorts every day over here, so don't worry about it. I mean, every day. Donnie, Donnie's actually glued to that chair right there. Yeah, he's never moved from yep. it. Not, nope. not once. Since we oh, logged off on goodness. Friday, I've been here the whole time waiting for this show to start. That's how ready I am. I assume uh-huh. that's how most of the audience has been, too, just waiting for yeah. us to get rolling. So let's not leave yep. them waiting much longer. How about Boston getting the job done in a major way? 109-81, to 81, the Celtics beat the Bucks. How do you explain to somebody this massive win? I think I've got a pretty good idea. Peyton Pritchard, 4 of 6 from 3. Grant Williams, 7 of 18 from 3. The Milwaukee Bucks. Four of 33 from three. When Peyton Pritchard matches your entire basketball team and Grant Williams nearly doubles the three-point production, you're probably going to get blown out, DRS. Yeah, what happens if your superstar player goes over 20 points, over 20 rebounds, and gets you nine assists? What are we thinking of this? Blowout for the Milwaukee Bucks? It wasn't the case here because you live by the three and you die by the three. And if you're that bad from three-point range, as you stated, Kevin, 12% on Sunday afternoon, not going to win very many basketball games, let alone stay within the number. An easy victory for the Boston Celtics as they move on to play the Miami Heat. Boston goes back, of course, to becoming the favorite now in the Eastern Conference. And a credit to them, again, I guess having home court advantage in a Game 7. A lot of people thought that maybe Milwaukee got some comeuppance for resting their guys in that final game of the regular season, not wanting to play Brooklyn. It's an interesting take, no doubt about it. It is worthy of mention, though. 25, 20, and 9 from Giannis here Mm. in the closeout game. He remained spectacular throughout this series, despite a lot of his teammates doing a whole lot 
of nothing. Speaking of a whole lot of nothing, oh my goodness. The Phoenix Suns are still wondering what time Game 7 starts because no way they have any idea it was yesterday. They were embarrassed, routed, blown out, left for dead in the first half as they were tied at the half with Luka. 27-27. The actual score was 57-27 Mavs at the break, Donnie. An unbelievable performance from the Dallas Mavericks. One thing I can think of is that the Phoenix Suns thought this game was actually being played in Dallas, so they decided not to show up, but it was actually on their home court, and they got smoked. I cannot believe in a Game 7 with a team that was by far, to me, the best overall team in the NBA for the regular season, you look at this game, Kevin, and you had 17 points in the first quarter for the Phoenix Suns. Mm. Get, and then uh, next quarter, 10 points, 27 points at the break in a game seven? Unbelievable stuff. I can't, I can't even believe the way that actually started out, Kevin. I can't believe it. Radio Wallace is here live with us on a Monday morning. Kevin Walsh, it's Donnie Wrightside, Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 159. This is the early line right here with you going over the top headlines in the NBA. It, there's so many different ways. I mean, Chris Paul with 10 points, Devin Booker with 11 points, Luka 35 and 10. Luka continued to step up. The two stars on the Sun side did not. The Phoenix Suns played uh, how many healthy teams over the last three postseasons? Three of them, they lost to two of them, and then the one that they beat was actually a nine seed in the Pelicans. Interesting times. The NBA title odds have shifted after all of this. The Golden State Warriors are your favorites now at plus 120. Boston is 2-1. to one. Miami is plus 420. And Dallas is plus 650. We will continue to unpack all of that. We'll also dive into some Drew Brees rumors. Oh, I love oh, yeah. this. Can we can oh, we yeah. just do a mix match between oh, yeah. figuring out whether or not quarterbacks are going to actually play quarterback, Donnie, or whether they're going to get a bag from some respective network to call football games here? Drew Brees with some gasoline on the fire that he might leave NBC and, and maybe return to the NFL? Yeah, we got to get into this a little bit later because the most interesting part of the story is not that Drew Brees wants to play quarterback. It's the fact that NBC thought he would be an unbelievable home run in the booth, and it turned out that he would might have been just short of, Kevin, a disaster in the booth. So another organization pays about, I don't know, $375 million to make sure their quarterback's happy. Uh-oh, buyer's remorse. Could be. <laughs> Man, I just... Fox is probably covering their eyes here. The one thing is, and we have plenty of time to get there, but ask your how many teams are running to add Drew Brees? You would think oh. the answer would be a lot. I'm not so sure the answer is that many. No. Tons of Game 7s throughout the NHL. A really exciting one at Madison Square Garden as the Rangers pull off the 3-1 comeback and they win that in overtime with the Redman scoring the winner. And Major League Baseball, get a load of these two headlines here. The Reds lost a game that they allowed zero hits in And then Albert Pujols pitched in a Cardinals victory. What a day on the diamond yesterday, Donnie. What an absolute day. We'll get to all of it. Don't want to rush through any of it. So much happening here. You're with us live on the early line on SportsGrid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. PRS picks it. Go out there. All right, I'm going to lay it down. I'm going to lay probably what had to yeah. be close to a, a minus 200 price, give or take on Giannis to lead game number seven in scoring. And they go, hey, listen, he scored 25. God, that's, that's probably not good enough. But Jason Tatum scored 23. You go, oh, man, we got to be living. Wait, did Jalen Brown uh-huh. get me? 19. Did Drew Holiday get me? 21. Donnie, there's no way they even hung Grant Williams' odds. 27? 27 made threes? In what planet does this look this way here in a game number seven? Yeah, Grant Williams, Grant Hill, same guy apparently here showing up in Game 7. An unbelievable performance. And he got out of the gates knocking down a couple, but there was a little lull like, hey, man, you're going to keep shooting because we're probably going to lose unless you just let Jason Tatum shoot the entire game. But my goodness, if you're going to be able to hoist 18 threes, and you said it, Kevin, when we were watching this series, the defense of the Milwaukee Bucks is shoot all the threes you want. If you make them, not mm-hmm. much we can do. If you don't, we're going to win this basketball game. And and that defensive strategy has worked for them at times. Where Milwaukee runs into this big problem, as we unpack a little bit about where this went wrong for the Milwaukee Bucks, we'll talk about Boston's new status or regained status as Eastern Conference favorites. But Milwaukee rocks up to the postseason, and they just can't shoot anymore, right? Like, Giannis is out there contributing to 25% of your made threes. You're in trouble or he cheated. Like, it's one of the two things. Brooke Lopez, 1 of 6. Drew Holiday, 0 for 6. Wes Matthews, 0 for 3. Grayson Allen, 0 for 6 or 0 for 4. That's the starting lineup, right? I mean, it's bad. It's consistently bad. And the problem for me on this Milwaukee Bucks team, when you ask about, hey, what went wrong? I know that if Chris Middleton was there, it's very easy to say they would have won the series. I agree with that notion. I do think they would have won the series if Chris Middleton was there. But they were up 3-2 without Chris Middleton. This is a team that, while again, should feel like not robbed, but very upset because if they were healthy, they'd probably move on. But, But ultimately, Donnie, they had their chances. They had two chances to close this series out. This is a team that finished the postseason 3-3 three and three at home. When you factor in round number one, a game where they lost to the Chicago Bulls, the Milwaukee Bucks didn't handle their business in what was directly in front of them, despite having a number of chances, primarily because, really, Giannis was out there what felt like by himself. Drew Holiday clearly covered himself as a defense-first 
ideal number three. Brooke Lopez wasn't trustworthy. Grayson Allen was basically a covert op for the other basketball team here. Wes Matthews, people were slandering the Lakers for some reason. I can't believe they made it seem like Wes Matthews was a bum. Oops. I, I mean, truthfully here, Donnie, the Milwaukee Bucks, while the Middleton thing made a big deal, they blew this in a major way. They were up 3-2. Yeah, they were never fighting back in this series, Kevin, the entire way through. Either they were tied or had the lead here. And if you would ask yeah. any team before a series starts, we don't have home court advantage, but we're up 3-2 in game six at home. You have to close the door, and they weren't able to do that because, my goodness, was Jason Tatum absolutely insane on Friday night. You want to talk about yeah. Tatum versus Antetokounmpo. What a game it was on Friday night. Spills over into Sunday, and it looked like Antetokounmpo was going to have one of those all-time game seven performances. But you're right. When you have to do it all yourself, eventually it's going to wear on you. You can't have players. Like Grayson Allen in the starting lineup, 22 minutes, one point. Matthews, 22 minutes, three points here. Coming off the bench, Pat Connaughton, 32 minutes, scoring two points here. You got to help the big guy, and they weren't able to do so. If Chris Middleton was healthy the entire series, would it have made a difference? Yes, it's another start, another very good basketball player. You would love to see that. But at the same time, you can't fault yourself but yourself, Kevin, because in game six, you had a chance to close it out. You could not get the job done. Credit to the Celtics here for coming back in the series and closing out in a big way on Sunday afternoon. What's so interesting is you look through some of these Milwaukee box scores and nothing screams defending champion. Everything screams the moment was too big for them. And I don't know how that's possible. Now, they lost, again, Middleton's not there. P.J. Tucker plays in Miami. I understand those things, right? I understand that there's some changes throughout the roster in certain aspects of that, right? But this is not a team that felt like they held the championship pedigree over their opponent. It felt the other way. Boston rocked up every single game with otherworldly confidence and was proven right to do so. For the fact that basically, and give Jason Tatum all the credit, go went toe-to-toe with Giannis in Milwaukee in a game number six, and then we talk about the power of a role player being at home, and they answered the bell yep. each and every time here. But I also think sometimes it, it goes to show that, and it might just be a bit of an adjustment throughout the landscape of the NBA, having the best player in the league might not be enough. I'm not making this about LeBron, but for so long, it was pretty simple, right? What teams he on are going to the finals. I mean, a decade straight of that, basically, right, Donnie? There's more to it, and Boston proved that at least, again, of, of these current iterations, they were just the better basketball team. Overall, better basketball team. Great coaching as well. And you need your big players to step up, right? Like, if you have somebody say Giannis is going to go nuts in game six at home in Milwaukee, you need Tatum to be equally as good or if not better. And he was. It was amazing. Whenever you needed that big shot to sort of keep Milwaukee down, as you saw them coming back late in the game, Giannis three brings up within four points after they were down double digits here. Here come the deer in the deer district. And here mm -hmm. we go. Tatum, another big shot, a three-point shot, a fadeaway shot. He was absolutely amazing in game six on the run, and that's what you need. You're looking at a guy who we already know was a star in the NBA, but now maybe turning into that superstar because if they can beat the Miami Heat and get to the finals, I know a lot of people had some Celtics tickets in their pocket, and the Celtics are a very good basketball team. But I tell you, they weren't one of my favorites here coming out of the East, and if they do it, it's going to be on the back of Jason Tatum. What a performance in game six. Game seven didn't need him all that much here because the entire team was very good, and Giannis couldn't do it by himself, but I was really impressed by Jason Tatum in this series. I think now it's a, it's a fair question to ask, right, for someone like my, myself who has, you know, uh, had yeah. not only said Milwaukee would win this series, 
but offered up a world of confidence after they took that 3-2 lead. Did Boston prove yep. that they should be favored in the Eastern Conference? Absolutely mm. not. Absolutely not. This is folks, they're dogs in game number 1. Not not in my not in my book, on the FanDuel Sportsbook. They're dogs in game number 1 here. The Miami Heat have not lost at home throughout this postseason. It's incredible to watch the way these things turn. Did you hear the conversation, the chatter around people that cover the Boston Celtics? Man, I got to tell you, what a credit to Giannis. I didn't even know how this series was close. And to be honest with you, they're right. They are. The Milwaukee Bucks were up 3-2 despite the fact that, let's be honest here, sorry, Drew Holiday, Giannis and a bunch of guys. It really was. Drew Holiday couldn't couldn't even fall backwards into one efficient scoring game. My, it's incredible. Seven game series, he couldn't once give you fifty percent shooting there. I, I'm sorry, people are not respecting what the Miami Heat have done throughout this postseason. That's remained the case. I'm not telling you that Miami should be minus two fifty to win a series. They have home court advantage. They've been dominant at home during the regular season and specifically here in the postseason. Do you disagree? Do you feel that Boston proved they should be favorites in the Eastern Conference? No, because I'm always going to lean towards the home team. Like, this isn't a surprise. Like, hey, the Miami Heat are the eighth seed playing really good basketball in the playoffs. Oh, that's why they're not a favorite here. No, they're the number one overall seeder. They deserve to be the favorite. And quite frankly, it is kind of funny that the Miami Heat are a favorite in game one, which probably means they're going to be a favorite in game two, but yet they're not a favorite for the series. Those ones always catch my attention, Kevin, right off the bat. Yeah, like this thing will flip around, and I think the Heat will be favored in the series if they win game number one in the way that they are expected to. And this, by the way, though, is to me not a simple of Miami's home, so Miami should be favored. Again, I feel like I'm just living on a planet. Are, are Heat games boring? Does nobody like to watch Miami Heat games or something like that? Where that, man, I, like they're not impressed by the Miami Heat. Why? Ah, oh, they played Atlanta in round number they dominated the Atlanta Hawks. They won a game without Jimmy Butler, the playoff MVP, versus the Atlanta Hawks. That's how good they've been. Ah, Joel Embiid was bad. Was bad. They were dominating the Philadelphia 76ers here. It's an interesting time. Interesting time. We go to the Western Conference, the Phoenix Suns. Oh, boy. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and... Producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> 
that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. A game that was over at half, and there was never a run made. Here's, I guess, my best chance at this. How many Suns starters, total points combined, would you would it take to get in front of what Luka offered? At 35, the answer is every single one of the Suns starters. This was embarrassing. This was not close. This was over early, and it only got worse. And it really asks the question to me, because we'll get to the Phoenix side of this in a minute. Have we been undervaluing the Dallas Mavericks, Donnie, when we now see them here in the Western Conference Finals? Absolutely. Absolutely. And all year long, we've been doing it. And particularly, I have been doing it, quite frankly, saying, oh, man, Luka Doncic actually gets a player with him. They might be a good basketball team. They're in the Western Conference Finals. They're a good basketball team. I remember during the regular season, Kevin's like, hey, you know what? Dallas Mavericks, let me throw down a wager here that they'll be in the play-in rounds, which means they're basically mm -hmm. not even a playoff caliber team. They showed up in the playoffs, and they showed out big time. But even through the playoffs, opening rounds here is Utah Jazz. Luka Doncic goes down. Oh, man. Should Dallas have even gotten the playoffs? What's the point of this? Just sit Luka. Don't hurt him for next year. Get another player. Maybe they'll be good. That team actually rose up and stole a game on their home court. And then when Luka got back, played even better. And here they are. I'm done underestimating this team because it seems like when Luka Doncic is on the court, Kevin, doesn't matter what defense you are, who's playing you, where you're at, this guy is an absolute bona fide superstar, and he can do whatever he wants on the basketball court. So the interesting aspect, right, of why do we underrate Dallas? Because to, to, the answer is yes, right? You try and figure it out because usually we love to, to get behind a superstar. And nobody treats Luka like anything other than an absolute superstar. But the answer is we are, we are used to there being a second guy. Even if it's a guy we slander, right? Even if it's a Rudy Gobert, a Chris Middleton, a guy we don't believe in, at least there's usually at least a guy, right? Yeah. Where some people say, ah, oh, look at this guy, look at his advanced numbers, and then other people are like, he's a bozo, and I don't try. That doesn't even exist. With respect to Jalen Brunson, he's never even been close close to an all-star. Spencer Dinwiddie, who, again, fantastic in the basketball game, 30 points. I mean, this guy's coming off for the bench here. Uh, you, if you're turning to the sixth man as your number two, something's kind of off with the equation here. But what's really there, – there's two things at work here for the Dallas Mavericks, and the obvious one is Luka Doncic. 35-10, and 10, six made threes, only played 30 minutes because that's how big they were winning. The parallels to this Luka run and when LeBron went in 07 with the Cavs and played the Spurs are scary. That's one aspect of it. Dallas and what they did to Phoenix with their defense, unbelievable. Take a look at what they held the Phoenix Suns to in the four games that Dallas won. 94-101. 86 and 90. They completely neutralized an offense that has multiple super creators, a big that should have been able to eat 
at will on the interior, great role players. What Dallas did defensively, that's who their second superstar is, Donnie. This defense, and their defense has been good for a lot of this season. It got better when they sent out Chris Stapps, and it's really been the crutch for this team to find themselves now in the Western Conference Finals. It's amazing that they've gotten this far here, but should we be quite surprised? If you're playing very good defense, Kevin, and your all-star, superstar, MVP caliber player shows up every single night, good things are going to happen to your basketball team as they did in Game 7. Never in my wildest dreams that I'd be saying, you know what, man, that was a little bit of a letdown in the afternoon with the Boston Celtics game. I know I'm going to get a good performance out of the Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. It'll be interesting, Kevin if the Mavericks can actually hold up in this game and keep it close. Keep it close. They blew the doors off the Phoenix Suns, particularly in the first half alone. And if we get the old crystal ball out right, and I said, okay, you're going to go on the road, and one of your starters, Finney Smith, is going to get you five points. Bullock is going to get you five points. Powell is going to get you six points. Oh, my God. Kevin, 123-90, Phoenix wins this game, right? No. That's what happens when you play good defense and you absolutely stunt the other team. Now, if we start to sort of take a look at the Phoenix Suns and what went wrong, what happened to Chris Paul in this series? Mm. Was it just that you chalk it up to very good defense for the Dallas Mavericks? Because you're looking at a guy, one of those primo players in the fourth quarter, when you need a bucket, he gets it there. When you need the right pass to be made for an easy layup or wide open jump shot, he gets it there. And yesterday, if we take a look at him, four assists again. This is Chris Paul we're talking about. This is where you're supposed to close your eyes with a blindfold and say, okay, the game starts. Chris Paul already has 10 assists. Let's see how many more assists he can actually get. He wasn't that point man that we expected here. An underwhelming performance after underwhelming performance. That's the reason why the Phoenix Suns are home. No doubt about it. The Chris Paul thing is not just concerning because their season is over. Season is over. Yeah. Chris Paul might be gone. Listen, those are fair things to ask when a guy is 37. That's just the truth of the matter. And the Chris Paul that we saw look fantastic in game number two of this series never came back. He never mm -hmm. came back because he had 28 in game two, right? He was, he was off game number three, and then he fouled out game four. So the expectation was, well, he'll bounce back. They're going to Phoenix. He had seven points and 10 assists. But they won by 30. So you're like, oh, all right. I, I guess they didn't need him. It's fine. He'll probably close this out game six, though, right? That's Chris Paul's moment. 13 points, four assists, whole lot of nothing. All right, home team every single game. Game seven, though, this is Chris Paul time. I mean, he's probably going to score 30. He had 10 points. He had 10 points. Again, he averaged 13.4 points for the series, and that's with a game where he scored 28. And again, the crazy thing, and how many times do we talk about this, Donnie? He averaged 5.7 assists for the series. He had four games this series where he didn't touch five assists. That had never happened in his Phoenix Suns postseason career before this series. It is incredibly fair, incredibly fair to ask if Chris Paul broke down if he's no longer the same guy, and at the minimum, if Chris Paul doesn't have enough juice left in the tank to go on a big run. And by the way, who apparently there were reports that, that Chris Paul now has a quad injury that he had post-game, super LeBron style, uh, bravo, that's how you do it. You add the injury after the series. You never tell anybody about it during the series. But remember when Chris Paul got injured for a good chunk of the regular season and we said, that might be good for them, so he's yes. fully healthy yes. for a legitimate postseason yep. run. I don't know how you explain it here. CP3 just took a complete nosedive here at the end of this series.
Yeah, if, if you hear about the injury after the series, it, it doesn't feed into it. You were healthy enough to go out there on that court, and you were healthy enough to be 31 minutes in that game yesterday. Amazing. Game 7 in Phoenix. The team with the best record in the NBA. The two surefire guys that you know are going to come to play each night, Kevin. Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Forget about the points, which was ridiculous for a closeout situation with 11 points and 10 points. Look at the plus-minus. Minus 41 for Booker, minus 39 for Chris Paul. Outstanding performance by those two athletes here when you needed it in the biggest moments. My goodness, like, show up a little bit here. But we do have to credit the Dallas Mavericks in one of those series where I have to tell you, Kevin, like, we pride ourselves on being handicappers and checking into the numbers. If you made money in this series just betting the side, you may be the best handicapper the world has ever seen. (laughs) <laughs> so it's a really, really good point too. And I got to like I know for me, I I was chasing my tail yesterday. I'm like, you can take the box with the points. You probably lay the number with the Suns, right? And things disperse. Now here's the thing: we're talking a lot about Chris Paul. This is not just Chris Paul. Devin Booker total no show. Last two games of the series, three of 14, yeah. 11 points. How about a minus 41 for you? DeAndre Ayton probably played his last game as a Phoenix Sun. Let's be honest here. Him and Monty Williams yelling at each other as DeAndre Ayton heads to the bench. They asked Monty after the game, why didn't you play Ayton more? He goes, it's internal. Nobody asks a follow-up question because all of a sudden they're scared of Monty Williams, which, okay, maybe. I've never, I haven't been around uh, Monty Williams here. But, but I, have to, I have to bring this up. People literally ask me not to do this. I don't care. Too bad. The Phoenix Suns last year played exclusively oh, injured teams – in the Western Conference, let's be honest about it, they played one healthy team in the Milwaukee Bucks. They lost four straight games. So they rocked up this year, proved nothing was a fluke, right? Everybody, the fluke season was the bubble. Last year, despite the fact that every single team lost superstars, last year, cleanest thing, everybody knows it. They played one healthy team who was, by the way, a 36-46-9 and 46 nine seed in the New Orleans Pelicans, scrape past them, they rock up here against Dallas and offer maybe the single most embarrassing game number seven performance we've ever seen. And by the way, I mean, let's just call it like it is, the team that they did play last year, also a round two elimination. I never want to hear about the bubble being fraudulent again, ever. And also, let's just all admit it. Let's just all admit it. If Anthony Davis stayed healthy, the Phoenix Suns last year were a round one elimination. This team, Donnie, people were trying to talk dynasty. People try, this. I mean, basically, congratulations. You're the Brooklyn Nets of the Western Conference. Spend all year as a favorite, and you completely collapse in the big moment. I mean, I didn't see it coming, though, this year, to be honest with you. I thought they were the best team in the NBA, and I don't think it was a wide margin, but it was figurative if you look at this team and say, what do they have going for them? I don't know, a point guard that can control the game, Devin Booker that gets you 40 any time, a dominant big man, and a lot of good pieces around a very good head coach. I thought they would go much farther than this. I was thoroughly shocked that they lost to the Mavericks. I thought once they got the Mavericks in this series, I was like, okay, Phoenix going to dispatch them in five to six games, move on here and get ready for the Western Conference Finals. And what a battle it would have been against the Warriors. wasn't meant to be. Wasn't meant to be. Certainly not. Man, it's just, man, they're probably saying, it's not fair, man. Why'd Luka come back healthy? Come on, we're supposed uh-huh. to play an injured Utah team. Clowns. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. The Golden State Warriors and Memphis Grizzlies feels like it happened decades ago, but that also finished up technically over the weekend. On Friday night, I want to mix that in here. We'll update the NBA Finals odds truly at the top of hour number two. We've got some fun stuff to talk about. Major League Baseball reset those Stanley Cup playoff odds as well. But the Golden State Warriors move on against Memphis. Final score, 110-96. You see that snapshot. There you go. Golden State was the better team. Finally handled their business. Controlled the game. Not at all. They were losing this game with 6.30 remaining. Andrew Wiggins hit a three, made it 90 to 89, and they never looked back. Give Golden State credit, their ability to pull off comebacks and pull away DRS was fantastic here in a couple of the games during this series. But overall, I still feel like they showed a ton of vulnerability, even though they eliminated Memphis in six. Yeah, and, and I think you're right here because even though the whole John Morant and the Memphis Grizzlies, Memphis Grizzlies are better with John Morant, that's ridiculous stuff. But you have to say, you're talking about next year, like running it back for the Memphis Grizzlies, making a tweak here or there, but keeping the primary core guys together. It's a very good basketball team. And they took the Golden State Warriors right to the brink of elimination. Game seven here, about six minutes to go, the Memphis Grizzlies had the lead here. And I should know, I had the eight and a half minus 115, thinking I was sitting pretty in the fourth quarter. Late mm-hmm. in the fourth quarter, didn't work out in my favor because championship teams close the door when they have the opportunity to do so not like the phoenix suns who yeah not many championships in their background and their history but if we're looking overall as a game perspective here you wanted your guys to step up and if you can equate it here to the phoenix suns where their backcourt chris paul devin booker they didn't show up but if you take a look at the splash brothers 30 points and 29 points 14 combined made threes it's a, this is like a vintage performance down the stretch for the warriors where when they have their foot on your neck they just mm-hmm. keep splashing threes until you actually you know, hit the deck, and they did. 110-96, nice win. But if you had the cover, you got to feel a little fortunate there. What a run to end the game for the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Oh, cost me a little bit of money. 23-7 to run. They won ah. the fourth quarter 32-19. to Game six, Clay made eight threes, scored 30. I, I have to say, I think there's a good chance we get a game six in Golden State and Dallas. I'm very interested to see if they just juice the heck out of Clay Thompson props because everybody's going to line them up because of the quote-unquote game number six Clay. The, the, to me, though, again, Gold State showed a, a levels of vulnerability, even sneaky in the Denver series maybe that people weren't seeing. I thought it was on full display here versus mm-hmm. Memphis. The one thing I will disagree with, though, is the notion that 
they lose this series if John Morant stays healthy. Maybe, maybe, but that's not a guarantee. If you've been watching the Memphis Grizzlies, that's impossible to to say <laughs> the way that this again. I'm not telling you they're better off without Ja. And I'm not telling you that Ja's Ja's averaging 38 a game in the three games that he played. But they were fine without Ja. They do it in different ways when Ja is not there. What Memphis has to do is basically figure out how you take whatever they are when he's not there and then add him to that. Like, you can't just basically be two different basketball teams when depending on if he's not there or not. I mean, in some respects, that's good. But if you want to hit your ceiling, you need to be at your absolute best when your best player is out there. It's it's one of the most bizarre things in the world. And I think everybody outside of Memphis can agree. You can't lose what people believe is a top 10 guy in the NBA. I think that might be a little rich, but it is okay. But you can't lose what people think is a top 10 guy in the NBA and be 100% fine. No, you certainly can't. And it doesn't make any sense that you even compound that and say to yourself, well, let's get this straight. John Morant is absolutely dominant on the court. It would be the equivalent, Kevin, of looking at the Milwaukee Bucks going, you know what? They're a much better team without Giannis. Well, hold on now. Giannis goes basically for a triple-double every night here in the playoffs. Yeah, but if he's injured, the other guys step up because they know they have to. It's kind of insane when you think about it because John Morant is such a difference maker that when he goes out, you would be lucky or you're supposed to be lucky. Like, how'd they do in the regular season? Well, he missed 20 games. They went 8-12. and 12. Ooh, man, that's really good, though, without your best player to sort of hang around and tread water. They were sensational without him. And in the playoffs, even in that one game where they were fair, what, 10 and a half points they were getting, they're going to get wiped out in game four. They played very well in that game. Then go back to Memphis and blew the doors off Golden State. And again, in this closeout situation, they actually had a lead with six minutes to go in this basketball game. It's wild to think about. They are yeah, a better yeah. team with John Moran, even if the record doesn't say it. Trust me on that. When you add really good basketball players to your team, you're a better overall team. But let's take your analogy just one, one step further for a second here, right? You said, what if the Bucs didn't have Giannis? They didn't have Middleton. And we're like, yeah, they're not the same team. They had a fourth yeah. quarter lead in every single game without John Morant. Two of, like, two of those games were in Golden State. It's just, yes. it's it's a very, very bizarre thing. It's going to be a fun offseason to follow in Memphis, no doubt about it. We make the shift over to Major League Baseball. A lot of fun stuff that this weekend delivered, no doubt about it. I want to start, though, with the NL West, and it, it, it adds the Phillies into the mix as well. The Phillies are providing heartbreaking loss after heartbreaking loss, yet this does come at the end of a series where they played the Los Angeles Dodgers and took the first three games. Now, if, if you, again, it, it, it's as if somebody, man, I only won $100,000. What are you talking about here? Like, I only took three out of four against the Dodgers on the road? Yes, but the Phillies had a fantastic opportunity to sweep. What was your takeaway from ultimately what was a walk-off, two-run RBI game winner from Gavin Lux that saw the Dodgers salvage one game against the Phillies? Yeah, and look at it from a Phillies perspective, going on that West Coast jaunt here. You take two or three from the Mariners because you're lining up against four of the Dodgers, and you're saying to yourself, man, 
if we can get two, that's miraculous. We'll take mm-hmm. just one in the series, but I don't think anybody in the city of Philadelphia would say, yeah, they lost four games. What did you want them to do against the Dodgers? Dodgers pound everybody out there. They just didn't get lucky. And for the first two games there, when they won those games, 9-7 to seven and 12-10, to 10, where they had leads and the bullpen coughed it up ridiculously, but the offense saved them. And then you had the 8-3 to three win two days ago, but yesterday. Five to four. Phillies get up to a four to nothing. I'm like, oh my goodness, Aaron Nola's on the mound. And again, Aaron Nola pitches very well again and doesn't get the victory. But this is one where you're sitting there with a four to nothing lead, whittle down to four to two, four to three, end up in the ninth inning, Kevin. Nobody on two outs. You're up one run. You got to close the door and win that game. You can't give up a triple and then start walking guys and give up doubles in the gap. That's how you lose there. Even though the Phillies won three or four games, which is miraculous against the Dodgers. You sort of got to feel it a little bit. That was your game. This wasn't where you got down five to nothing and fought your way back and had a chance to win. You were up four to nothing with your ace on the mound. And oh, yes, a lead of one run with nobody on base in the bottom of the ninth inning. That's got to be a W for you. But nice series, a nice West Coast swing so far by the Phillies. But you could have really did some damage in eye open bay. Wait a second. The Phillies actually swept the Dodgers four games in a row at home. That would have been impressive. Now here's why I think this all ties nicely together, right? So for the Phillies, though, you take three out, you take you take three out of the four. You're 17 and 18. You have the second best record in the NL East. You're five and a half back, which feels like a lot, right? We got a you know plus 18 run differential. Plus also it's the wild card. The Phillies have a worse record than every single team in the NL West. Every not just the Dodgers, but every single one of them, the NL West, the Rockies are 17 and 17, and everybody else is above 500. They have three 20 win teams, including now a San Diego Padres group that is home to the current NL MVP favorite in Manny Machado, who is currently plus 360 on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I have to tell you, I find this absolutely hilarious. That the Dodgers are very deserving of the claim to best team in baseball, and they get absolutely no breaks, nothing easy, as apparently now, not just the Giants, not just the Padres, the entire division is going to make them sweat all season long. Yeah, so you're going to look at it two ways here. Number one, it keeps, you know, you nice and sharp throughout the summer. You don't have any lulls. You can't go into, you know, September baseball. They have a 13-game lead in the division. They're just going to coast, and they get beat round one in the playoffs because they weren't competitive over the past 30 days. But this is amazing stuff to try to lay out because if you're looking to equate it to another sport, the New England Patriots, for 20 years, the entire division stunk, so they would easily be launching themselves into the playoffs with a high seed. That's what you expect out of the Dodgers, which how good they are. But the fact of the matter is, we thought that you'd say, okay, they're going to battle with the Giants, who probably aren't going to be as good as last year. They're going to battle with the Padres, who are probably going to be a little bit better than last year. But you're going to get each and every, like, you know what, two series a month out of the Diamondbacks and the Rockies that you're going to pulverize those two baseball teams who are clearly trying to look towards their future as opposed to their present. And you have everybody 500 or better. The Dodgers and the Giants got to look at each other like, man, what else do we have to do here? Can't we get an easy run? Not going to be the case because the NOS now eventually, granted, the Diamondbacks and the Rockies should fall off over the length of a summer. <laughs> but the fact that the Diamondbacks are 18 and 17, when it looks like they might have been yeah. the worst team in baseball by far, that says something. At least the kids are fighting down there. Look, and again, like to me, the, the thing is, you go through the, the, the Dodgers are minus 250. So that means you'd give me plus 200 on the rest of them. 
I think I might be interested in that. And here's again the always this was the point though that last year I beat like a drum, and I can't believe we're already doing this May 16th, but I don't care. The Dodgers being booked as these monster favorites over everybody else, relatively speaking, to win the National League or even win the World Series, right? This all of these different things. Last year, because they were a wild card team, they were on the road throughout the NL playoffs. And if you remember, they lost. They went to Atlanta three times last year, lost all three, and lost the series in six. It makes a difference if you win your division or not, right? That's that's why. Who's going to win the AL East? All that yeah. stuff is super, super important there. It's something to keep in mind whenever we talk about Dodgers' futures. They're just one of those teams. Book them as a favorite all year long. That's fine. I wouldn't touch them until you actually get to the postseason and see where things line up. The team that sits behind the Dodgers to win the National League is the New York Mets, who just lost their first series of the year. First one of the year. And it came to a Seattle Mariners team. And we talked about this, Donnie, going into this series. Boy, the Mariners yeah. could use a series win. They got it tight. Both wins in the series coming by one run. They'll take it. A bit of momentum for Seattle. First series loss for the Mets. Yeah, first series loss for the Mets is certainly the headline in this one. But it's nice that sometimes you just talk about a division where every single team is over 500. And you're saying to yourself, for the leaders, the Padres and the Giants, man, Get any breaks here. We're going to have a summer long of trying to fend off these teams. And then you take a look at the NL East here, Kevin. We have the New York Mets sitting in first place by five and a half games, but not a single team. The rest of your division has a winning record. The Phillies 17 and 18, the Braves 16 and 19, the Marlins 15 and 19, and the Nationals 12 and 24. So maybe if you're saying to yourself, the Mets got it this year, well, it's nice to have nobody in your division above 500 when you're having a good season. We'll see also. The ground's going to come back. Scherzer stays healthy. That's a very good baseball team, and maybe they'll get that New England Patriots bump here in the end, at least, like the Patriots did back in the uh, back in uh, the AFC East. Yeah, it's certainly plausible there. Matt Scherzer actually in that series ended up taking a no decision, but he had seven innings of work, only allowed one earned run, three hits, two walks. Mm -hmm. Only struck out six, though, which was a little light for Max there. So many good things happened over the course of the Major League Baseball weekend there. Again, the Reds lost a game that they didn't allow a hit in. I still... Can't believe that. Oh, and by the way, it was Hunter Green, who was terrible all season long, who had a very, very bizarre. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. 
Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Get to the hockey postseason. I think the NHL's off today as well. Uh, Don, help me out here. How how does the uh, how does the XFIP handle a guy going out there who's been awful all season long, giving you seven and a third, seven and a third of no hit baseball, and then ultimately being credited with a loss in the game? Yeah. Yeah, and X-Fit factors, like the X-Fit on James Harden after he scored the, what, the 30-plus points here. It's like, wait a second. X-Fit's not really holding up to what the expected outcome actually really should be <laughs> at this point. I guess that's the only way you can do it. Or you could just say, it's baseball, where a guy gets hammered all season long, goes, you know what, I'm going to throw about 115 pitches and not give up a hit. You're like, hold on here. Where did this come from? It happens. Yeah. It does. It, it, was, uh, it, it was really one of those things where you got the alert that Hunter Green was no-hitting the Pirates, <laughs> and you're like, What? And then that they lost the game, and I was like, yeah, right, yeah. That, that, that makes a little bit more sense than under Green going full no-hitter. Let me sneak this in here as well. How do you feel about the reverse blowout pitcher thing? The Cardinals were up a, a bazillion against the Giants and threw Pujols. That, they never, it never goes that way usually. Like the Cardinals, like, ah, why waste one of our pitchers? We're up a ton. It never goes that way, which is uh, when I saw it come up here, and I was like, you know, let me just check into this game, see how he did in the ninth yeah. inning. The fact that they had that large, I guess it was so big where it's like, hey, look, if you give up eight runs, we still have like a seven-run lead, and <laughs> we'll just bring a regular pitcher in to close it out. But it's yeah. just oddities. The only sport mm-hmm. in the world that absolutely does this. It's pretty crazy. Really, really wild stuff. As far as the NHL goes, they had five game sevens between Saturday and Sunday. Mm. Four of the five did go under. When you consider how over the whole postseason was, I understand yeah. game sevens and unders. We, saw, we, we see that all the time. I get you here. I'm wondering, though, now, as the intensity picks up round to round, does over City, which has been obviously this postseason, does that come to a close? The updated Stanley Cup odds right now, the Avs 2-1, to one, Panthers plus 360. They go plus 550 on the Flames. Those are your opening three choices there. Excited to watch those Stanley Cup playoffs. Reset the NBA title odds next. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.